Hi there. Welcome to the Woman Inspired Podcast. I'm Karen. I'm really glad you joined me. A little bit of different music today. I'm trying different things out. So if you have an idea um, of something you really don't like, tell me. <laughs> I won't play it unless I want to. Okay. <laughs> Again, this is the Woman Inspired Podcast and I'm Karen. I'm really glad you joined me. You can find more information out about Woman Inspired, the ministry, the retreats, the speaking, the podcast, anything else you need to know by going to womaninspired.com. All right. I am talking today about uh, questions. And um, this is a question and comment period. This is actually listener questions. <laughs> so um, maybe uh, Q&A, um, this is important, that is not. Um, just kind of you all get an opportunity to hear a little bit about my thoughts, my experiences. Uh, not that you haven't in my previous podcast, but these are specific questions that have come from people who listen to this podcast. So that's what I'm doing today. So after two years of questions and comments, I thought it might be nice to do a, an actual podcast that includes your listener questions. No, not all of them, because I can't get to all of them. And some of them are a bit nutty anyway. <laughs> yeah, you all are a whole jar full of mixed nuts out there, you know, <laughs> which tells me that like attracts like because I belong in that jar too. <laughs> And there are some serious questions too, so I, I won't ignore those. But before I get into the question answer portion of the program, um, I do have some pod quotes for you. All right. So this one is straight from Matthew five sixteen. In the same way, let your light shine before people so they can see the good things you do and praise your father who is in heaven. And then this one is by C.S. Lewis. I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen, not only because I see it, but because by it, I see everything else. So I titled this podcast, not listener questions or Q&A, but letting my light shine. And I did that because hopefully through this podcast, that's what I'm doing. So there are a few questions, um, uh, excuse me, a few uh, quotes that I do it at the beginning of every podcast and I call them pod quotes. I could put a thousand quotes <laughs> in each podcast, but I don't because um, it would take up the entire podcast. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm big on quotes because it helps me to remember things. I don't have as good a memory as I used to, but I used to uh, have loads of things memorized, long story. And um, so I try to share some of those things with you, especially as they relate to the topic of the podcast. And for me, Matthew 5, 16, in the same way, let your light shine before people so they can see the good things you do and praise your father who is in heaven. That's really important to me because I try really hard to let my light shine, actually and to let the Lord's light shine through me. So um, I was going to title this podcast, It's Not About Me. And I might still do that. So if you see and you're trying to look at I don't know. I don't know when I'm recording these things for sure. Um, I always get one or two titles in my head. Sometimes it's like, it's like slam, there it is. There's the title. Other times I have a couple of different ideas. But I always start with the title first. So it's not about me. You may find it funny that I might call it that since this is a listener question episode and people have asked a lot of questions about me. But this podcast is definitely not about me. At least that's not ever my intention. My hope and prayer is always that people see Christ in me, not me. That they see what I share as a sharing of hope 
that's inspired by how God works and moves and how he shapes and molds us. So like the quote from C.S. Lewis, by the sun, I see everything else. I don't always make it, but I try really hard to see things through the lens of uh, the Bible, through Christ's eyes. And so I hope that what I do through this podcast is reflect what I see in an accurate and loving way. And that it's laced with a bit of humor and sometimes a dash of in your face <laughs> doctrine. So for those who might be disappointed, let me go ahead and break the bad news to you right now. Kind as you are to inquire about my daily habits, I don't feel led to give airtime to answer questions like, what's your favorite ice cream? Or what do you like? Uh, what do you look like? How old are you? What kind of skincare products do you use? Um, okay, questions um to ask i suppose um that are okay but i hope on some level i have sparked more than a hmm i wonder if she gets pimples question in your head <laughs> because those are questions i think you ask one of those social media influencers which i am not so if you're wanting me to peddle skincare products sorry not happening my wonderful glow <laughs> is accredited to the to the holy spirit and just good old fashioned water that's it no fancy schmancy skincare line no soap just water Okay, and on with some listener questions. Here's a question for you. How do you get through tough times? That one is sort of a generic question all in all, although more than one person asked it. I mean, tough times to you might not seem tough to me and vice versa, right? It depends on what your experiences and perspective are. Now, that being said, I think most people would agree that being in a war-torn country right now under gunfire is a tough time. But someone living under those circumstances might think the fact that you live with an alcoholic whom you love, but who you're watching systematically ruin their life and drink themselves to death is not such a tough thing to go through in comparison. But it's your life, and that is the experience you have. And that person hasn't walked in your shoes and you in theirs. So tough times are tough times. Like sin is sin, sometimes it's difficult for our human brains to grasp that some things cannot or should not be compared or are put on a higher level versus another. Questions like this can get sticky. So I will say this maybe or rephrase it in a more specific way. Let's reword the question that was asked of me um, like this. Um, similar to what when I speak at events and I share some testimony, I almost always have someone come up to me afterwards and ask, you're such a strong person. I don't know how you get through that or how you're standing here today and able to laugh and make others laugh. And so there in that statement lies the real question, right? They don't know how. They're asking me how. The listener questions are saying, how? How can I get through anything, everything that I might have just shared with them or shared through this podcast? And I could give you the absolute 100% truth that the answer is Jesus. And it is, but I can also give you a more detailed answer than that. So the answer is because Jesus saved me. Jesus hasn't just saved me once, though. He saved me over and over again. He saved me from emotional pain. He saved me from mental pain. He saved me from physical pain. And he helps me into to endure daily pain. He saved me from dying of brain aneurysm. He saved me from dying when I lost over half my blood supply after a surgery. He saved me from death more than once. And he saved me from eternal death when he died on the cross for my sins. 
So he saved me from myself even, from making bad choices. And, <laughs> okay, he saved me from totally messing up my life when I went ahead and made some really bad choices, even though I knew I shouldn't because he gave me free will, right? So how do I get through all that? Because I know what I know. Because I know who I know. I know that I am saved. There's no place I want to be more than with Jesus. If you really want to know who I am, if you want to see me for who I really am and how I get through, if you want to be a real part of my life, then you can't be afraid to go where I am. If you're looking for me, well, when I was lost, he found me. And all I ever really want since then is to be found in him. And for him to be found in, in my everyday life, that's what gets me through. It's not Jesus on Sundays, Karen, the rest of the week. It's not pray only in desperate times or, or when I want something or when it looks good in a group of people. It's me talking to Jesus throughout my day. Him in the middle of my decisions. Him in the middle of my marriage. Him in the middle of my health concerns and in the middle of my toughest times. It's me crying out to the Lord on the daily. That's what gets me through. Hanging out with Jesus. In intense prayer, sometimes sitting and listening, reading his word, singing songs to him, laughing with other people, with uh, other people who love him and and loving others who aren't loved and, and need it, showing compassion and love to people who need it, letting his light shine through me, even recording this podcast or speaking to 300 people at a conference, whatever it takes, wherever he leads me, that's where I'll follow. And that's that's where you'll find me right there. That's what gets me through. Outside of him, I have found that I cannot get through, period. Believe me, I've spent some years trying it outside of him. It was not pleasant. It didn't look pleasant. <laughs> Besides getting myself messed up inside and out, carrying baggage around everywhere, holding on to unforgiveness and making bad choices I had no business making, I stayed stuck. So there's no, no, no getting through anything for me. And there's no getting through when you're stuck there's just sitting in it and that is not how I want to live my life so without him I can't get through I can't move forward all right so there's another quote that kind of goes along with the answer to that question um, and it's also from C.S. Lewis God can't give us peace and happiness apart from himself because there is no such thing and I believe that with all of my heart okay on to another question what is your favorite Bible verse and why? All right, that's an easy one. My Bible verse um, that is mine, that is, okay, I'll share it with you, but, but is mine and it's my favorite and I love it is Proverbs thirty-one twenty-five. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come without fear. That is my favorite because in some of the most difficult times that I've had or I'm getting through, Laughter's helped me to not fall into a major pit of fear. Being able to tap into some Holy Spirit-led um, sense of humor and some courage through prayer and wrap, wrap myself in some spiritual garments of strength is what, th that's what makes most days bearable. This verse reminds me that there is more to this life than what we see with the physical eyes. I want to be that person who is clothed with strength and dignity and most definitely be the kind of woman who can face the future without walking in fear. That verse reminds me some days of who I actually am. Other days when I don't feel like laughing and I don't feel joy, like it's far away from me, or when fear threatens to come swallow me whole and I feel as if somehow I have left that person behind, it reminds me 
that I can be that woman again because that is who I really am deep down inside. Okay. Listener, who dat? It's me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Who dat? It's me. I love that name, by the way. It cracks me up. Um, he or she wants to know if I actually go to the deli that much. <laughs> this cracks me up. <laughs> and the answer is no. I don't go every day. That might be what it sounds like in my podcast. Or And I don't even go every week. I just attract strange, interesting, and hilarious people in situations when I'm at the deli. I have no idea why. Maybe it's the smell of sliced honey ham and Colby Jack cheese that makes people nutty at the deli. I have no idea why. <laughs> but when I am there, there is always, always a line. So no matter what deli it is, there's always a line. Seriously. There's one in ta town and one about a half hour away and one a little further than that. And they're always busy. So there is much room for life to be observed and pl it played out in front of me. So no, I do not have an addiction to salami and cheese. All right. When you say you have pain every day, what does that mean? Thank you for asking that question. I think I've probably said this in a podcast or two, maybe not in great detail though. I actually don't talk about it much, not because it's not worth discussing or because I'm ashamed or anything. I just don't focus on my flesh near as much as I used to. I try hard not to focus on what's going on inside my physical body and my flesh and get all caught up in it and make that my, my every thought, my every obsession. I used to do that years ago. When I had aches and pains and issues, they consumed me when I was younger. I couldn't see way past them. I didn't live with aches and pains then. I lived in the aches and pains. I saw everything through the eyes of my pain. It's actually what prompted me to write the devotional 28 Days of PMS, Praising My Savior. Because even though the pain I deal with every day is not PMS and menopause related, women can easily get caught in their flesh because of that monthly type of pain. I mean, really, come on, it's real and, and it can disrupt your life in a huge way. So it's a struggle to move beyond that kind of hormonal pain, but also any kind of pain, including the kind of pain that comes from chronic disease or, or chronic illness. So why do I have physical pain? I have what's called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. It's a collagen and connective tissue disorder. In particular, I have what's called V, like like van, VEDS or vascular EDS. Uh, it affects my vascular system, my internal organs, as well as all my joints. So it makes me hypermobile, which I thought was, you know, really cool when I was younger. I used to be able to twist and bend every joint like crazy when I was much younger, that is. <laughs> now I realize that it seemed really cool then. It was a nice party trick to be so called double jointed and do a back bend easily and kiss my elbow, but it was not good for my body. Because my joints are really pliable, they dislocate or partially dislocate frequently, um, even now. So I can reach across the table and my shoulder might slip out of place. Or I can lay without being propped up in bed the right way and my knee will pop out in the middle of the night. And, and it's pretty random because I can also go hiking at times and have no issues. But it's real. My vascular system is um, susceptible to aneurysms and arterial and blood vessel dissections. And there's a bit to it. So, yep, there is daily pain and some days are worse than others. But I've learned not to let it ruin my life. I still manage to get work done, yard work, gardening, walking, hiking, sometimes even dancing. I might even um, have to do things differently than other people do or th differently than I used to have to do. I have pretty much, <laughs> and 
friends and family can attest to this. Uh, I have every kind of knee brace known to man. A wheelchair and a walker, crutches, a cane, ace bandages, pain patches, essential oils, ice bags, heating pads, an ultrasound massager. Uh, the list goes on and on. And if there is a doctor with a specialty that ends in gist, <laughs> I probably have one assigned to me. Neurologist, oncologist, hematologist, endocrinologist, pulmonologist, nephrologist, urologist, but not a proctologist. I'm just saying that right there. <laughs> and of course, um, a bone and joint doctor. And I am thankful for every one of them. These things, these people, they help me to keep moving and keep loving life. I, I am not a giver upper. <laughs> That's what we used to tell our kids when they were younger. Don't be a giver upper. Don't give up. I just have to accept that sometimes I have to do things differently or I have to wait to do them. Um, and that's okay. And God has given me peace in that. All right. And I, I have a saying that I love that goes along with that question too. I know you're, I know you're shocked. <laughs> All right. If we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that we were, that we were made for another world. I stuttered. So let me say it again. If we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that we were made for another world. Also, C.S. Lewis. I have to remember that just because I might desire to do something, it doesn't mean I'm supposed to. Nor does it mean God will equip me to do so if it's not in his will. Do I have free will? Uh, absolutely. I can make, force, or manipulate my way into almost anything just like you can, right? Almost anything. But should I? I mean, does God care if I choose the apple over the banana or walking one mile versus one and a half miles? I would say he cares about everything, but he gives us free will to choose those things. I can choose anything I want. But when it comes to the big and even the little things on this path and on this journey he has me on uh, and that he has you on, we're supposed to live our lives according to his word and to his will. So what I've learned is that what I want is not my own way, but his way. What I believe the real key to being free and to free will is, is using your will to freely choose his way for your life, his way over your own. And so in dealing with all my aches and pains, I have to do that as well. So I thought this is next question was kind of funny. Ready? Drum roll, please. Just in my head, there's a drum roll. Just telling you. Okay. What do you speak about? <laughs> oh my gosh, I couldn't believe that question. I'm sorry. No offense to the precious soul who asked that. Taking at face value, I have to just say, wow, if you don't know by now what I talk about, then I stink as a podcaster and a speaker because the answer is Jesus. <laughs> okay, sorry, that's a little snarky. But broadening that question, I think the person might have meant do I have certain topics that are Christ-centered or with a Christian view that I speak about? So <laughs> the answer to that is yes, I do. I speak about forgiveness and being still, um, overcoming your flesh, moving beyond a desperate prayer life. Um, I have some topics on following God's will, spiritual gifts, and um, using those for the Lord. And But I have several others, and you can check those out on my website at womaninspired.com. But also half the time a church will ask me to come speak about a particular topic that goes along with the theme of their conference or retreat. And I love that, too, because I love delving into whatever scripture or topic God has uh, led them to and then um, 
convicts me to to dig into and discover. So I also do Christian comedy, ladies' nights out events and retreats and other events where uh, more than a bit of humor and storytelling is in order. <laughs> and for that particular occasion, I love doing those. Um, I love wearing pajamas and dressing up and doing skits and having props and things like that. I, it's just fun for me and um, I hope I do it justice, but I absolutely love it. So thank you for asking that question. It gave me a chance to kind of make a plug for booking me to speak without me sounding like I'm doing an infomercial. <laughs> at least I hope I didn't, but you can find more info and how to contact me on womaninspired.com. All right. So what version of the Bible do you use? Good question. Well, I use several different versions. My main go-to is the New International Version, NIV, and New King James. Occasionally, I will use the Holman Standard or the New Living. And I like to compare scriptures in each and also use some concordances and lexicons to help me find out the root words and original meanings of words before we translated them into English. And by we, I mean someone totally other than me because <laughs> I just get the benefit of their previous work and I look it up in a book. All right. So I think it's important to realize that what we need to know is there. And if you don't understand what you're reading, you have options. It, it's there in a Bible, whichever one you pick up, but you have options. So find those options and compare things so that you understand how the scripture was intended and how to apply it to your life. So there are a lot of different resources um, for you to dig into. There's also BibleGateway.com, and it has just about every version of the Bible under the sun. So you can look them up and compare right there online. All right. Do you listen to other podcasts? Yes, I do. I listen to various Christian podcasts, but mostly those with sermons, and, and I listen to some political podcasts. Um, I like to listen when I walk every day on my break at work. So um, I'm not going to list a whole bunch of those here because I don't want to show preferential treatment over one or the other. Um, but uh, yeah, and I actually do listen to uh, Tim Haw Hawkins' podcast any chance that I get um, because I like to laugh. All right. So what's your favorite movie? Well, this could be a question I should lump into the social media influencer type questions. But since this is my podcast and I wanted to answer it, I will. <laughs> I suppose um, the proper appropriate Christian speak answer to that question should be something like the passion of the Christ or overcomer or something along those lines. But the truth is, White Christmas is my favorite movie. In a close second is the original Yours, Mine, and Ours with Lucille Ball. Love that. And I think Henry Fonda is in that. So, And then there are classics like Pillow Talk and Please Don't Eat the Daisies. And I love Support Your Local Gunfighter, um, Support Your Local Sheriff, a lot of these older movies. And I love The Sound of Music. Um, I know this is more than one movie, but I can't choose just one. So I do like all the God's Not Dead movies, especially the first one and this latest one. If you haven't seen it, just came out last year. It's a must see. Okay. I also love The Lake House, Two Weeks Notice, Mr. Holland's Opus. Oh my gosh, that's a wonderful movie. Secondhand Lions. Okay. I just thought of that. Anyway, Secondhand Lions. Love that movie. And Notting Hill. And anything and everything Star Trek except the cartoons. Absolutely love Star Trek. I am a Trekkie. Okay, that's enough. You're, you're going to think all I do is watch movies and that's not accurate. So <laughs> this is many, many years of movies. Let's just say that. So which did you like best being a children's pastor or a youth pastor? That's an easy one. I loved being a youth pastor. 
I liked being a children's pastor. <laughs> Two different things. Children are fun and they were a great challenge. Uh, they sparked me to dig deep into being creative in order to get a lesson across and teach them about Jesus without seeming too repetitive or speaking over their heads. So it was very challenging. Uh, it was also rewarding for a long time. But being a youth pastor allowed me to dig deeper into the Bible and know that the concepts in the word were more likely to stick. You know, teens and preteens are able to engage more in the conversation and ask deeper questions. They were also fun too, but for the most part, when people are teenagers, well, that's kind of when they start questioning your faith and how things work and the answers spark more questions. So I think what I loved most was seeing when a youth member got something, you know, when they understood something enough that they were able to share it with someone else or even help me teach through what they were saying. Um, they might not have realized that's what they were doing, but they were. And frankly, there were they were just loads of fun. Maybe I'm a 12 year old or a 13 year old at heart, but they were challenging emotionally and mentally challenging ways challenging in ways that um children aren't and when you have teens with issues um it's even more so challenging you know eating disorders and family dysfunction domestic violence drug issues drinking and sex these things are a lot of what were on their minds um so it's more than just teaching about jesus it was ministering to them and their families it was extremely difficult, but also amazingly rewarding. Do I miss it? Yes. Would I do it now? Probably not. <laughs> I won't say never, because then I always regret it, but I feel led in a different direction, for sure. All right. Okay, my friends, one more question. How do you pray when you don't know what to pray? Ooh, that's a big question. Um, and I appreciate it very much. If you find yourself asking this question too, let me reassure you, you are not the only one who runs into this. You're not alone. Sometimes we just don't know where to start because we haven't prayed before or we haven't prayed often. Or we don't know what to say because we're at a loss for words. We're hurt, we're angry, we're frustrated and weary and worn out and no words seem to come to us. Have you ever been there? Maybe you're at that place now and all you can manage to do is cry. It's okay. Boy, I've been there. God hears that too. He hears your heart cries. He hears when all you can do is muster up a whisper. He knows when your heart and spirit are needing him. And, and when you lay down at night to talk to him before you try to sleep, and then you're talking to him and you find out later that you drifted off and you fell asleep, it's okay. You're right there in his arms. Let him comfort you. It's completely okay. He understands where you are. But when you're wanting some framework, let's say some place to start, start with praise. Sometimes when I feel stuck and my prayer list is so long that I feel dizzy over it or, or I don't know where to start, I just start by praising him for anyone in anything that I can. I praise him when things um, are going my way. So why can't I praise him when I feel stuck? I mean, I praise him when all is great with the world, but I also have to praise him when I'm hurting and when I'm angry, even if I'm angry at him. I praise him when I'm afraid, um, when I'm unsure, when I'm doubting, and I hope that you can do the same. Just start praising him. No matter what we see in front of us, there is always, always something to praise God for. And for me, that praise usually helps settle my mind and my spirit so I can get in the place of really beseeching him. That's what the word prayer means, is to beseech or to seek answers, to seek favor. Uh, and so... 
by prayer time, it isn't just about uh, praising God and asking him. It's also about listening to him. So you're going to beseech and you're going to ask um, after that praise, but then you're going to try to listen. And so I wonder um, if sometimes we don't just need to go back to the Lord's Prayer. Do you know the Lord's Prayer? Most people have heard of it um, or, or, or at least heard it in a song or they've recited it in church. It's from Matthew 6, 9 through 13. There's also um, uh, a portion of it in a version of it in Luke. But Matthew 6, 9 through 13 is kind of a guide that tells us how to pray. It's the basics. Some theologians say that this was quoted by Jesus and others say that the disciples came up with it. But the fact is, it's in God's word and has been. And it's a help for a lot of people during uh, prayer time ever since the Bible was written. So it says, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Okay, so does that mean you have to recite this exact thing in order to pray? Not at all. Not at all. Think about it. It's first off, though, it's kind of a guideline, right? It's an, an, an acknowledgement of God as your Father, our Father. That's what it starts off with, our Father. I know you're in heaven. In other words, you're saying you believe in him. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed means holy and consecrated. So you're saying, holy is your name, Lord. Let your kingdom come here to us. Let your will be done here, not my own. Do things here as they're done in heaven. Give us what we need today to sustain us, our daily bread and our daily dose of Jesus, because Jesus is the bread of life. And forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us, because you tell us we're supposed to forgive others. Help us not to be led into temptation, Lord, but please deliver us from evil. That's what you're praying. That's that's a guideline, this Lord's Prayer. It's a guideline for what to pray. And you can add your own stuff in there. Sometimes we make praying more difficult than it needs to be. But it's a conversation. Yes, with our Creator, with the Holy One. But a conversation nonetheless. And in a conversation, we don't just speak, we listen. So, we praise Him. We ask of Him. And then we listen. And I think that talking about prayer is a great place to wrap up this episode of the Woman Inspired Podcast. Of course, there is never a bad time for prayer. So let me just remind you, um, for those of you who have asked and those who didn't, prayer is no small thing. Recently, I texted someone and told them I would pray for them. And the response was less than enthusiastic. Yeah, okay, prayer is good. That was the response. It's not the first time this particular person has responded this way. And she is friends with someone who is, who has said for years that telling someone you will pray for them is all well and good, but you should get up off your butt and just do something instead of pray. Well, guess what? Prayer is doing something. Yes, I believe in action when you're called to it, but prayer is doing something. Probably the most important thing that there is. Praying for someone, well, maybe it's all you can do in many situations. Just make sure that when you say you're going to pray, you actually do it. And then praise him for his answers before they even ever come, whatever those answers are, because you can bet that they're going to be for that person's own good or for your own good. So I pray that um, you'll take prayer seriously. 
And if you don't know how to pray, start at the basics. Praise him. Ask of him. Sit and listen. And the more you do it, the easier it will, will become. But even when the words can't happen, remember that he hears the whispers of your heart. And he hears the concerns that are in your mind. And he also hears your cries. So he's got you. All right. Thank you so much for tuning into the Woman Inspired Podcast. You can find me on all kinds of podcast formats, um, newly on Edify, soon to be on Anchor, always on Pandora, iHeart, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So I thank you so much. Please go on out to Instagram and follow me at One Woman Inspired. That's the number one, followed by Woman Inspired. And I hope that you have a very blessed day.